0: Now tomorrow, if you don't take action today, your problem is going to be bigger, you're going to gain another pound, you're going to lose another hundred dollars in Facebook ads because you don't know what you're doing. But your motivation, when your problem goes from a 10 to 11 out of 10, your motivation is going to go to a 7 out of 10 because you're going to be more frustrated. So if you don't take action today, things are only going to be worse tomorrow and this is 100% true. Welcome to the Man of War with Rafa Kandi. The mission of this podcast is to forge men into warriors, to be transcendent leaders, protectors, and providers. You will strengthen your mindset, increase your self-confidence, and fortify your self-discipline as you become battle-ready to dominate all facets of your life. As always, listen at your own risk.
1: Arise a warrior my brothers welcome back to the man of war my name is Rafa Conde and of course I am a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern day warrior into a man of war into a man that could step it up to that next level and start operating from that warrior's domain we're about balancing the body the mind the spirit And the whole idea here is that you start living a life truly that embodies, right, that warrior spirit. Start cultivating that warrior spirit into your life. Now, my brothers, a couple of things here on the pipeline. First of all, we are kicking ass on Instagram. We've doubled our followers here over the last 60 days. Definitely getting, you guys are sliding right into my DMs. Great conversations that we are having. Love it. Keep up the great work. Uh, follow me at Man of War with two R's on Instagram, of course. If you have not done so already, do me a huge favor. Head on down to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. All right, listen. Bottom line is this: when you start looking at this podcast, the caliber of guests, the content across the board. Listen, we have reached over 1.2 million downloads in just over a year and a half because of you. We are smoking it, we are kicking ass, and we are continuing to grow. I just ask you to keep us trending higher on these iTunes charts by leaving us a review. All right, switching hats real quick here. The Man of War Crucible, April 10th through the 14th, is locked out. No more applications are being taken right now. So... Next Crucible, and I've had a few emails already trying to push and we've already started interviews for the August Crucible. So if you wanna join our brotherhood here, go to wardevacademy.com forward slash crucible. That's w-a-r-d-e-v academy.com forward slash crucible. Put in your application and one of our cadre instructors will get back to you and set up a time to do your first phase interview and damn am i looking forward to this in about a week and a half here this crucible is going to be group one the first original man i am just ah, loving it loving it so for you guys that are getting ready now to come to the august one we're going to take some video we're going to go live a couple of times not much because this is a closed door training environment but um, we are going to put out a documentary And this is gonna be kick-ass, man. These men have stepped up. They have really, really come through in a big way. And what I love about it is just that they are so psyched up, there's so much energy and so much buzz surrounding this first crucible that um, I I can't even explain it. So it's gonna be four nights, five days of intensity, of brotherhood, of learning, of sharing. And um, I gotta say, I gotta give my kudos to these gentlemen and I take my hats off to you, and yes, it's gonna be intense, yes, it's going to be all about team, it's all about developing your body, mind, and spirit, but you guys, I feel very confident that you're gonna do just fine. It's gonna hurt, you're gonna be uncomfortable, you're gonna be in places that you're not accustomed to. Um, Certainly, you're gonna be challenged across the board, but in the end, when you graduate, my brothers you're going to feel like you're a part of an elite brotherhood and that is my entire goal and one last thing i know that i've received a bunch of different emails and dms regarding you know where people can get hats and shirts listen go over to manofwarswag.com and we have apparel there support our movement big time i got to tell you that our gear, our apparel. I mean, this is not cheap t-shirts, not cheap hats. We got good quality stuff, no doubt. Manofwarswag.com. Now, hang on to your hats because Craig Ballantyne is a freaking straight-up individual man, wise as hell, and he's going to take it up a notch here. Stand by. Craig Ballantyne, great to have you on the Man of War podcast, man. Been looking forward to for this for many, many months here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Brother. Yeah, It's going to be a lot of fun, my man. Awesome, man. Hey, listen, um, first and foremost for my audience here, for my men of war, I want you to introduce yourself uh, so they can get an idea of who Craig Ballantyne is.
0: Yeah, sure. So I'm a farm boy from Canada and i started one of my first businesses was this thing called turbulence training hopefully there's some guys up there who are going yeah man i know craig valentine from turbulence training i wrote for men's health from 2000 till 2017 was the last time i had something published there i have videos on youtube that have been watched three and a half million times in the workout area it was really about burning fat building muscle at home with minimal equipment It wasn't about getting super jacked or anything but it was, it was basically for some really busy guys who were listening to this show. So I had that business, and I met uh, our mutual friend, Bedros Kulian. We started a couple coaching programs, and now I focus mostly on helping high-performing entrepreneurs, men and women, to really dominate their days, build their businesses, grow their teams, and just really crush their lives.
1: What did you decide to switch over from writing to actually applying this in the mastermind field and the, that coaching field?
0: Well, so I started my online business. I sold my first program in 2001, and by about 2006, 2007, I was ready to start helping other people, so I had my first business event back then. Then, you know, I was kind of like one foot in, one foot out for a few years, and then I went hardcore on it in 2011 to help people build their businesses, so it's something I've always really wanted to do. I just couldn't figure out how to make the transition from fitness full-time to business coaching. So I, I was making really great money in the fitness world. So it's tough to leave that. But now I'm all in on that. And I've kind of retired the fitness stuff and just love helping people not only build their businesses, but also become more productive. I've written a couple books on that sort of stuff and also overcome anxiety because I had really bad anxiety back in 2006.
1: All right. So let me take you back a little bit here. So I mean, you're you're. You seem like you're a young guy. I mean, you got your shit together. You 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 know you have your a good head on your shoulders. You're out there. Um, you start writing for a very popular magazine. Men's Health has been around for a long time. How did you get that job?
0: <laughs> the worst worst uh, answer ever is I just email sent an email uh, to the fitness editor who's email address I found on a website and I was like, I was writing it. Yeah, I know, I know. I was like, oh my gosh, what an incredibly complex uh, way of getting into the magazines, the biggest magazine of them all too. So I just found his email address. I was writing a fitness newsletter at the time. I didn't know what I was doing and I just sent him one of the issues and it, it was just perfect timing. He was looking at the style of training that I was doing. He was getting into that. He was moving the magazine's content towards the stuff that I was doing and it hit. And then here's the actual secret part, which is magazine editors are the most overworked and underpaid people in the commercial world in America. I, I won't say yeah. that about military. I won't include military in there. Those guys are probably more overworked than underpaid. But you know, in terms the editors are and and they get all these experts giving them advice, but the ex- experts won't return their emails when it's deadline time. Hey, will you please uh, you know, proofread this? And and I actually did and I got back to them and I made their lives mm-hmm. easier. So the, the real lesson there is when you get an opportunity, make everyone's life easier, make them the hero, and you will get lots of work from it.
1: Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Good takeaway. So now we're looking at change, when you shifted hats and you started coaching. I mean, a lot of people, from from what I see out there, is a lot of people, especially back in the, I said in the eh, mid-2000s or so, you know, going online and doing any type of virtual training or, or, or virtual uh, coaching... It was tough, you know. People didn't believe in it, so you had to somehow, some way. I mean, go out there, take your hat off, and sell it, and make people believe that shit. This shit works, man. How did you do that?
0: Yeah, I remember getting some crazy emails from people like, "Is there even a real Craig Valentine?" You know, all this silly, silly stuff. And and so, you know, fortunately, in two thousand seven, YouTube became popular, so I started using it. And up until that time, I also was fortunate that I was in Men's Health Magazine. So I had critical credibility is what I called it from the magazine that transferred over. Mm -hmm. I also had my email newsletter going for a long time. I did a little bit of speaking here and there. I did self-publish a book. But you're right. You know, we were definitely fighting against like, what is this internet stuff? And I think that video was one of the biggest things that allowed us to make that switch. And then also, once we started getting success stories rolling in, we were able to share those with people, the before and afters. And once you see the before and after, it's just like in the magazines, like, OK, this happened. Uh, there's proof here. I guess. I guess that it really works. I guess this person really exists. I guess. And I guess. And I guess. And so I tried to get myself online as much like uh, the video, the the me, the personality, the real person online to authenticate it and authorize it and that's one of the main things that I did early on as soon as I could I got into it even though I hated doing video back then I still did as much as I could because I knew if people could see me they would know like and trust me better than if it was just the written word
1: Yes, I mean, you really pushed it because um, for the most part, I know people that crash and burn trying to do that because the legitimacy, the credibility was not there, but it's a great point that you're you're bringing to the table here. Once videos started rolling out and you were able to maybe tell a story and start for people to start seeing, hey, you know, A and B, and there's actually shit that's working here. um, People, maybe you were able to hook people a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, and there was also a lot of referral marketing. So in the online space, there's stuff called affiliate marketing where, you know, if I have an email list and I tell my email list about Joe's product, I'll get a commission for it. But there was a lot of that that helped build it up. And so if, if somebody's a big fan of Joe and Joe says, hey, go crack out, check out Craig's program because Joe believes in it, yeah. and, and then, then people are like, okay, I trust Joe, so I'm going to go in and give this other guy a chance and 99% of the time everybody was happy. Once 1% of the time people wouldn't be able to download the product and it'd be, you know, there'd be a refund or something. It was unfortunate, but there were, you know, there's always technical problems to overcome. There's always going to be problems in the business, but that was another big part of it. So, I like to I like to, you know, have another little real-world lesson here, which is try and get warm warm people into your world through referrals through you attracting them instead of the cold reach out. You know, I see this, I'm sure you have a LinkedIn account. You probably get 9,000 messages from people you've never yeah. met before who send you this stupid All the stupid, you know, it's a form thing. Uh-huh. Like, like how, how can this possibly work? Like th- maybe it worked once and out of a million times and that's why they keep doing it. And they wonder why they get no business, but cold reach out is so hard and it's not necessary in this day and age of attracting people into the world. Like with this podcast, you have great content. People are People are coming to you. They want to help you. All these things. Like, for example, I had a video message I got from a guy today, a young man, and he just sent me a video message saying, "Craig, I'm, I'll work for you for free. I love what you do. I, I, you know, I'm I'm young. I'm just getting started. I'll work for you for free." And then, you know, right after that, I got this message from somebody who's like, "Hey, can you give me your course for free? I don't have any money." So what I did was not only did I, I'm going to give this kid a chance. I'm not going to make him work for free. I'm going to pay him. And I'm going to give him all the courses for free that the other guy asked for for free because this kid came with a giving hand instead of, you know, the handout, you know, gimme, gimme, gimme. So, man, that's just a huge lesson.
1: That's great. So let's dial it back a little bit here. Let's talk about your mindset and where the fuck did you get it?
0: Hey, I'm a farm boy, man. You know, cows don't take a day off. You got to get up. You got to go to work. Um, You know, my father had some flaws, but he was a hardworking man. My mom was very, very hardworking. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. I was, you know, I was wearing patches on my clothes to school, very embarrassed by it. But, you know, it's because they wanted to save money and and invest in family stuff, invest in family education. And so I was always a hard worker. I, uh, they they might argue that, but I feel like I was always a hard worker. Um, I got a job when I was 13 years old. I might have been 12th, um, you know, like my first paying job. I worked on the farm, obviously, before that. But it was three dollars and ten cents an hour digging ditches, but I worked for one of the best entrepreneurs in my little town up here in Canada, and I learned a lot from him, and, I'm, and and you know, it's just a great opportunity that we've all been given in life, hopefully. Uh, everybody's been given a great opportunity in life, and I'm not going to squander it, um, even though, you know, I, I was foolish and young, and I almost did squander it, but now that I'm older, you know, I'm, I'm not going to squander it, and I'm going to go out there and help as many people as I can, give back to people. To the people that are willing to invest in the time and energy to learn from me and that's just the mindset i take I, I i'm i'm a personal responsibility guy i think everything is our personal responsibility i'm an extreme personal responsibility type person like if you get in a car accident it's your fault because you know you went out on the road at this time of day and me too you yep. know that mm-hmm. you know I'm, that's just the way i am and so uh, that's the mindset i took and it was all from the upbringing
1: So you think that uh, that type of mindset also created the discipline that you preach so strongly? I mean, is is that something that came with it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have you ever read the book Resilience? I just started it last night.
1: Yes. I'm actually uh, actually uh, a a few months ago I read it. You're talking yeah. about the uh, yeah resilience, yes, yes, yes.
0: By Eric, by yep, but yep. I guess he's the governor of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yep. He seems like a fascinating gentleman. Yep. Anyways, I'm only a few pages in. And he talks about how unless you have, you know, full personal responsibility, then you'll never have resilience. And I loved it. I mean, I'm three pages in. And I got notes and notes, and like I just love it. And I believe it's the same with discipline. You know, it's the thing about discipline is is because I, I also say that I'm actually one of the laziest people in the world. Um, And so discipline can be manufactured through environment and identity, and I call them rules for living. You might call it your operating system. You might call it uh, your your own personal commandments, your principles, whatever you want to call it. If you have principles and you have your identity based upon those principles, and then you have your environment set up for success, you don't need that much discipline to be successful. And so I have manufactured discipline out of identity and environment
1: that's awesome good stuff right there so it seems like you're a very structured guy as far as uh, going forward what is your outlook say for for you say a year five years from now
0: and you know it's uh you've had bedros on the show and and hanging around guys like bedros make me push for for bigger and bigger stuff. And so, you know, my, my mindset is there's, I guess there's two things that I want to cover is one, I want to have a John C. Maxwell approach in the amount of books that I create. And so I've created two, uh, just had one hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. My, I'm going to have a new book every year working on what I call the perfect week formula for this year mm. uh, it will be the 2019 book. So that's one thing that you'll see for me in the next year, five years, 10 years, it's always going to be great content and book from Craig. And then second, I want to build the biggest small business coaching program in the world. Really, that helps people go from, um, you know, they can be at zero, but they need to have the business. I don't want to sit around like spitball business ideas with somebody, but I want somebody who has a business. I'm going to take you to a million dollars, maybe a couple million dollars. And then from there, that person will be able to graduate on to a program that Bedros and I have called the Empire Mastermind, or maybe they'll go to another coaching program, but I really want to have the preeminent um, business small business coaching program in in the world that helps people do this. And I have clients right now all over the world. I have uh, I have clients in such weird industries. I have the number one rodeo rider in America is one of my clients, and you know he sells belt buckles and all this stuff. And I love working with the small business entrepreneurs. So that's that's me.
1: So let's talk about surrounding yourself with the right people, people that hold you accountable, people that will pick you up when you've fallen down, people that will support you, but also at times, and I've heard you talk about it and I'm a big believer, that you need to clean house at times. You need to move away from people that are dragging you down, people that uh, feed you negativity. Uh, What's your take on that?
0: So there's, I've talked about this quite a lot, and there's there's several approaches that we can take with this because, hey, somebody out there right now is thinking, how am I going to leave all of the negativity behind? Well, okay, so so first of all, you're going to have to build the skill of letting negativity go in one ear and out the other. We can do it. We can do it. I mean, if you want to use an extreme example, think about people who become prisoners of war, right? They're listening to propaganda all the time, and the strong ones let it go in one ear and out the the other. And so you're listening to propaganda from your father-in-law, your brother-in-law, you know, the guy who's, you know, lives next door to you, you know, the guy who believes in the opposite political party. Propaganda, propaganda. You know, all this negativity.
1: Attention, responsibly armed Americans, you're running out of time right now to claim your free mass shooting survival guide and audiobook from my new friends over at the United States Concealed Carry Association. If you're listening right now, you know we live in a dangerous time. Terrorism, mass shootings, toxic politics. But enough is enough. When it comes to protecting the people you love, you deserve to know the truth but you're about to miss out on your free copy of the Complete Mass Shooting Survival Guide from USCCA. Just text the word SURVIVAL to 87222, that's SURVIVAL87222, and by the way, it's 100% free, but it'll be gone very soon. Now you're finally really gonna understand what we really know about mass shootings, how to survive an attack, proven strategies for stopping a shooter, and a whole lot more. Plus, check this out. You can claim your copy right now in seconds. It's 100% free. And if you act now, you'll also get a bonus security checklist to print out for your local school, your church, your office. Listen, do me a favor. Don't miss this life-changing guide. Just text the word SURVIVAL to 87222. That's SURVIVAL, 87222.
0: You got to be strong. Strong will, strong identity. It goes in one ear, out the other. Because we're all—you're we, never going to be able to eliminate all those situations. But we do try to eliminate the, the, those situations. Now, there's other people out there thinking, you know, I love some of these people. I know they're not the best people for me. I don't want to—I don't want to like never see my friends again. It's environment. Hey, listen, you got friends. They like to go golfing, and then they like to go and get drunk after. Go golfing with them. Don't go drunk, get drunk after with them. You know, you have like when I was younger. I eventually did this. I should have done it sooner, but hey, listen, I love those guys I go out with on Saturday night. But, you know what if I hung out with them on like Tuesday night and you know, played like uh, indoor soccer or something with them instead of super wasted on Saturday night. Okay, now I still get my buddies. They, you know, I'm not leaving them. There's no hard feelings. I'm just not I'm just not wasting my Saturday Saturday night and my well, I'm I'm not wasting my Sundays and Monday morning being hungover. So, yeah. so now we just change the environment because sometimes changing the environment actually changes the other person too. Because back when I was that frat boy in my early twenties and for too long, you know, was some of my friends they'd see me healthy all the time, and now, you know, they were they were unhealthy back then. But some of my friends now, who were overweight, unhealthy, binge drinkers at 25, are now healthier than I am today. Because I led by extreme example. So I believe in in living and leading by extreme example as well. And you'll get some people to come along for the ride because most people out there, they're not like the listeners of this podcast. They most people out there are looking for a leader. They're looking to be led. And if you show up and you stand out and you're strong and you believe in what you believe and you but you believe it to the core, you're going to attract some good people into your life, but you're also going to attract people who you might think are negative. They're going to turn into more positive influence in your life. So I'm up with people, man. There's always a way to to make sure that you keep most of the people in your life by by being the best version of yourself.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. And uh, let's talk a little bit about, this is a, a very sore subject for me. It's about taking action and also tying that into self confidence because what i see out there is a lot of people lack the self confidence hence they don't take jack shit in action <laughs> they they don't they are they're, they're out there they let life pass them by and then then the negativity follows then they start hating then they look at themselves 20 years down the road and here we are in this black hole so my my question to you is is here i mean being that you are you know a coach a profound coach you're out there Um, coaching different individuals from different walks of life. How do you instill self-confidence in someone? And how do you kind of say, hey, listen, you know, man, it's time to press that action button.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. Great question. So there's a couple of things. One, environment, the people you're around, all that great stuff. And then two is something I call the virtuous cycle. In order to get better at something, you must have some type of quick victory If you have a quick victory, you get momentum and motivation to come back and do it again. So what I would do with somebody is, hey, listen, you want to become a great public speaker right now. You're terrified of being on stage. Okay, great. Okay, great. No problem. Let's have you just do a little presentation for me right now. This will be your baseline. Okay, great. We did that. Now I'm going to teach you a little bit of stuff. I'm going to teach you some tips, some expert advice. You're going to go out there and take action again. Then you're going to get feedback. Then you're gonna get a new baseline. So you've improved. Here's what we need to improve on next. You're gonna take action, expert feedback, and it just we just loop. But it can't be like, hey, we're gonna put you in front of a hundred people and you're gonna you know, you're gonna something wrong, they're gonna wanna do it again. That's like putting your hand on a burning stove, right? You're never gonna wanna go near a stove at all. Right. So we need to make sure that we put somebody in an environment where they can win. And this this is actually really great advice for People that manage other people, people that are the boss in a in a company. Listen, if you throw some where they they fail, they are going to be embarrassed. You know, they're they're going to quit. They're going to lose motivation. But if you put them into a situation where they can win, and they can build that confidence, they go, "Hey, wait! I, if wow, I, I was able to do that. That's great." Great. Well, I'm going to give you a slightly bigger challenge now, and, and, but I'm going to coach you, too. I'm not going to say, hey, you got to go and figure this out on your own. So it's a combination of coaching in the right environment and, and the right amount of challenge that, that makes them push themselves so that they build the confidence.
1: Love it. Love it. So let's, let's talk a little bit about how you balance your life. For example, you give me a your your morning ritual, your daily ritual, and and give me an idea. Put our listeners kind of like uh, behind you on a GoPro, watching you. You know the entire day. I mean, give me just some glimpses of when you wake up in the morning. What are your rituals and how you kind of end your day?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I get up at three fifty-seven a.m. every day, and uh, I'm twelve minutes behind Mark Wahlberg, and I'm three minutes before the Rock. So uh, that's that's the time I get up. <laughs> And, and I get up, I get up immediately. I do not hit snooze. I keep, uh, two phones. I use two alarms and they're both across the room. So I get up, I immediately, uh, right now I just, I just got a puppy. So uh, right now I actually go and hang out with the puppy and take, take her outside and play with her a bit. But normally in, in two weeks from now, when everything's back to normal, I will immediately go to work. So I immediately go and write for an hour to 90 minutes and then I'll do a, usually I do like a 10 minute guided meditation from YouTube or I'll just do a 10 minute meditation and then I'll go for a walk. So with this, in this case, I'll take the dog out and then I'll come back in. I usually prepare for meetings. I have meetings in the morning, so I'll do preparation as I have breakfast and then I do more writing and, and more meetings in the morning. Then I train at lunchtime, so I'll probably take the dog out again and then in the afternoon, I do podcasts, calls, videos, all of this stuff in the afternoon. So I do writing in the morning. I do communi- other communication in the afternoon. And then I usually end pretty early around four o'clock, uh, have an early dinner like six. And then I'm usually in bed by eight or nine if I'm you know, having a boring night twice a week. I'm usually up until 10, 1030 uh, out for dinner with friends, out for dinner for business um, I do travel. I used to travel a lot more than I do now, but I do still travel a lot, probably 100 days a year. But even w- even when I travel, I stick to the routine. I call it the operator mindset. You know, I stole it from what I understand. I don't have a military background, but I understand that, uh, you know, a, a military person would be dropped into a mission and have an operator mindset. You know, they know where the stuff is in their backpack. And so when I travel, I know where the protein bars are. I know where the passport goes. Everything has its area so that if I, you know, I go on an overnight to Europe, I mean, if you've ever been, if anybody's ever gone to Europe for the first time and maybe like flown into London Heathrow, you wake up or, you know, you didn't sleep well on an overnight flight, you wake up, you're dazed and confused. You've lost your passport. It's, you know, you can't remember which, you know, pouch you put it in, either in your bag or in the seat. I don't, I had that happen to me once and I'm like never again. So now I'm an operator and keep everything. I know where it is. And that's the way that I operate in a lot <laughs> awesome. of things. Awesome. Love life.
1: it. Love it. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: Because I've, I've never lost anything on a plane and I fly 100,000 miles in a year. <clears throat> but it's because I have the systems in place. And so that's essentially my life. It's, 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 uh, I'd like to keep it simple. Uh, and because what I want to do is create a massive amount of content and help a lot of people. So I have all these systems and the environment and the identity in place to allow and support me to do that.
1: So let's talk a little bit. You mentioned meditation. I'm curious. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of meditation and I, I'm, a, I'm definitely big. I've been teaching martial arts for a lot of years, been involved in it in over 35 years. And um, I believe meditation, uh, whether it be guided, whether it just self, self-reflection or whatever it is, is important. I believe there is a cleansing, a clarity of mind that comes with that. How do you apply that in your life?
0: for me, most importantly, the number one thing that I'm getting from this is, uh, calming down and breathing. So I had the anxiety attacks back when I was younger and, you know, I tried meditation a couple of times. I never made it stick until the third time that I tried it. And I was, you know, making it stick because I knew how important it was for my physiological changes and my mental health. So, um, I don't, worry too much about the the way that I am right now with meditation is I don't worry too much about what's going through the mind. That's why I don't mind. It's a guided meditation. It's just relax, dude, because i'm I'm very tense. Like when I brush my teeth, I'm like, uh, you know the toothbrush <laughs> almost breaks. I'm like, dude, just relax. Yeah. you know, let your sympathetic nervous system relax. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing it for is simply to calm me down. and that's how I am after it these days. and and I do, you know, I think there'll be periods in my life where I go into some deeper meditation and I've done some where I've really, really tried to do some more traditional, like, you know, eliminate all the thoughts from the head. Um, so, you know, I'm just, I just enjoy it and I use it as a, as a, one of my routines right now. I don't have like this really long morning routine, you know, of 19 things. It's just, hey, make sure we get preferably 10 minutes. If there's only five, that's fine, but preferably 10 to 15 minutes Of good breathing and relax, and again, good perspective on like, hey, uh, you are. I was reading. Have you read this? The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. No. Mm -mm. It's he's he's heavily into meditation. He's also a very successful businessman, Mm -hmm. and he's like, hey, you know, perspective. You're on a a you know giant ball traveling through the universe, and like you're a tiny speck of dust. Just have some perspective and. And I try. I use meditation in that way too. So, like, don't get wound cool. up on on your problems.
1: Cool, cool, good things. All right, so let's talk about investing in yourself, and I'm going to mm-hmm. tie that in with society nowadays, where um, I see this day in and day out. Um, we also have a coaching program here and all that good stuff. We do numerous events. You know, right now we're holding a crucible here in Central Florida, and what I see here, unfortunately, is that people just don't know how to invest in themselves. They're, they're fearful of putting out money to invest in themselves, getting better. Um, you know, what is your take on that?
0: Well, I think that people are, uh, you know, I actually am trying to close a client in my coaching program today and she's like, I'm still trying to see the value in it. And I don't know, and this, that, and the other thing, but she works 80 hours a week and has anxiety attacks. And and I'm trying not to push the buttons too hard, but it's like, you know, and with the outside eyes, you just kind of want to like, oh, come on, like, you're, you're, things are not going to get any better, uh, you know, it's, but, you know, it's just like, hey, come on, come on, I don't, I, because I've been there and I don't want that person to, to go through what I went through. And so people, people are scared, right? But they are rightfully skeptical. They've, maybe they've had a bad experience. Maybe they've been ripped off. I don't know if it's any harder now than it was before I have some mentors who say that people's attention span are shorter but he's also a very cranky grumpy old man maybe he's wrong so so (laughs) I I wish people you know I I do encourage people to invest in themselves and I think it's very much like that that virtuous cycle thing is you know get a book start with the book read the book did you get some value from the book okay great go to the crucible did you get some valuable from the crucible great great get to try the coaching program You know, some people have to go that way. Um, For me, I went straight to the, you know, to the mother load. You know, I just joined a mastermind group when I was ready. I mean, I did hire one business coach first, but then I I jumped into a mastermind group really quickly. So once people see the value of it, but, you know, it's like your grandma shopping online for the first time. You know, she's scared. She's like she, you know, she watched 60 Minutes and I saw in 60 Minutes that, you know, people take your credit cards and that does happen. And it's very much like with coaching. Oh, I heard about this guy who went and got right. coaching and you yep. couldn't get his money back. So, so you know, oh, it's, it's fair for them to be skeptical. But, um, you know, that's why these podcasts are so valuable. Hey, here's free content. Look at what we've given you and we've attracted you into this world. Now there's that warm relationship. You know, love and trust us. And hey, let's take it to the next level
1: how important was it when you stepped in and joined a, a mastermind? Was it transformational for you or was it, uh, talk to me a little bit about your experience there.
0: I think the biggest things were the introduction to more smart people, like holy cow, I can't believe what some of these people are doing. Uh, that was huge. And then just to be able to have somebody who is, I, I always I always use these three lines, like when you're looking for a coach, somebody who has been there and done that achieved what you wanted to achieve. And my mentor had someone who shares your morals and ethics, because you can find somebody who will give you great, you know, who will give you business advice that will make you money, but it might turn your stomach. So you don't want to work with that person. You want to work with somebody who shares your morals and ethics, who will also give you great business advice. And then third, you should be able to check their references or uh, you know, at least interact with them to see if you get along. And if you do, then great, hire that person. And so joining my mastermind group, I got a guy who had been there and done that, who introduced me to great people, who showed me that what what really is possible. And that was huge. So it was really, it was really great. And, you know, you tend to outgrow groups that you're in after maybe three to five years, but hey, that's the natural cycle of life.
1: Interesting. And the the mastermind that you and Bajros have, I mean, talk yeah. to us a little bit about that
0: yeah so we have we started off with one in 2009 is when he and i started working together and back then it was online fitness experts and it evolved in about 2015 we were just you know we had done six years of it we had a lot of success stories but we didn't want to do it anymore there was a lot more competition we we're like hey you know what we'll just send our friend you know these people to our friends who are running their own groups sure. like vince for example you know vince who you ha- who you uh, will have on the show and so Beatrice and I were like, hey, you know what, we've evolved and we want to work with higher level people. So now with the Empire Group, we work with business owners. We work with, um, you know, brick and mortar, small business owners, dentists, all these things, and also online coaches and online business owners. And we help them scale from seven figures to eight. So, you know, that's our area of expertise now. Baderos is excellent at scaling. I'm also excellent at bringing in, putting the structure and systems in place. We know more amazing people now. Like we brought in Tom Bilyeu, who was the, you know, billionaire founder of Questbar. We're able to, you know, that's in Baderos' Rolodex to bring a guy like that in. It's absolutely amazing. It's like that information is going to go way over the head of a you know, someone who's trying to make their first $5,000 in fitness information products, but it's perfect for our empire builders that we have now. So, you know, we evolved and we work with that type of person now. We just absolutely love it because, you know, it's no nonsense where he's like, Hey, everybody's come in. We're going to put two hard days in. We're going to, we're going to go back home because we're busy and we got our, our lives. So, you know, there's other groups where it's a lot more social and, oh, let's spend like three days together. But that's not our group and there's other groups for you. But we're hardcore about scaling and
1: structure. Cool. Good things right there. Good things. Yeah. Um, at the end of the show, we'll, we'll make sure that we have, uh, we given our listeners a little bit of a, of a way to get you know, to you guys and be sure. able to come on the, uh, that, uh, mastermind. So talk to me about the worst case scenario in your life and how you overcame it.
0: I guess it would be the anxiety attacks. I've kind of alluded to a couple times here. So I was 29 years old. I, you know, the, I, the irony of it was I was in the best shape of my life. Physical, I strong as a bull for, for me anyways. Um, you know, six pack abs making more money than I ever had in my life. Total freedom. And that's what got me into trouble—the paradox of freedom. I worked too much, I party too much, and it ended up manifesting in anxiety attacks. Anxiety attacks that were so bad that I thought I was having a heart attack. Went to the emergency room twice, and the couple of the tipping points were one. The second time I went to the emergency room, they said, "Hey, there's nothing physically wrong with you." They gave me a heart rate monitor, they gave me X-rays. Yeah, there's nothing actually wrong with you great. The weight of the world was off my shoulders. So, because I, I guess I'm maybe a bit of a hypochondriac. And so knowing that I then went home and I started reading this book called Panic Away. And it said, there's nothing wrong with you. And it kind of uh, doubled down. And i I swear, like I was cured of my anxiety after reading that, uh, combined with the, you know, physical diagnosis. And then I realized you know, I had to fight it off a couple more times. I realized, okay, it's all about structure. It's all about systems, environment, habits, and you know, I, I worked through it. It was really tough. Uh, you know, I was never suicidal or anything, but I definitely thought I would do anything to get rid of this anxiety because I had, I had what it felt like a heart attack for six weeks straight, like 24 hours a day. And there's no hyperbole here: Tingling from the top of my head down to the end of my fingertips, tight chest, elevated heart rate, I couldn't breathe. And six weeks straight of it. You know, I'd fall asleep from 11, I'd wake up at three. Because I couldn't sleep, I couldn't fall asleep, I couldn't stay asleep, I couldn't concentrate. Uh, I did a little bit of personal training, but I was building my online business. I had a, that's when I hired my first business coach, and we do these calls. And I'd be right before I'd be like, "Don't freak out, don't freak out, don't freak out," because I thought I was going to freak out and have to like run away from the call. So it was really bad. And it, you know, in hindsight, it's not as bad as you know like Jason Redman getting his face blown off you know obviously my my anxiety attacks were nothing compared to that but it was something that I learned a lot from I learned about how to go out and overcome or turn over every rock because you wanted to change so much I learned about systems and structure it helped me write both my books the perfect day formula because I had to put structure into my life and structure gave me true freedom and then it allowed me to write the new book, Unstoppable, which helps people overcome entrepreneurial anxiety. So it taught me a lot of lessons the hard way.
1: Awesome. And and the, the important thing is that I think people can relate to you as far as, you know, having these types of attacks, you know, and uh, it's a little bit more realistic. Not every day do you have someone getting their face blown off or something like <laughs> right. that. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully so, I mean, not, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, for the most part, I think that you know the average person can can relate to you and um, they will be a little bit more connected with you. Hey, listen, you know, you were going through these anxiety attacks, how did you get over them? Now, do you still have them from time to time? or No,
0: no. The last time I they they would start to flare up. So they, they would start with a burning sensation, mm-hmm. um, like where my heart is. Mm-hmm. And the last time I felt that was probably 2007 or 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it always happened when I was hungover. I don't really drink anymore, so I, I don't notice it. And I can have a lot of caffeine and it doesn't bother me, so... So when I got over it in, it was like June of 2006, I remember for like the next nine months, it probably started to come on again three to four times and I would just do a lot of breathing and I would, um, try and change my thought patterns. And now I just, I, I don't know if I could have them. I don't know. You could put me under a ton of stress and I think that I have all these coping mechanisms. Like I have to say, I have a huge toolbox of coping mechanisms that allow me to overcome it.
1: Good, good. So you think you're stronger now, and body, mind, and spirit kind of connected a little bit more. I would there put you go. It that way, cool. A-
0: Anti fragile.
1: Got it. So you know, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about going in, and, and I, I want to dive into. And I was thinking about this the other day, and we were. Um, I was having a uh, coaching session with one of one of our clients, and his biggest fear in life was being able to to you know make a lot of money and then not knowing what to do with it Hmm. so i want to talk to you about fear and how you know because you had these anxiety attacks and i'm sure you 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 definitely because they're anxiety attacks you had to panic and that's you know i'm not sure what they were but fear was definitely a part of it yeah so uh, how do you attack fear if, if, if a client comes to you and says hey man listen i just have fear i mean i'm fearful of of making a lot of money i'm fearful of maybe taking a leap of faith i'm fearful you know pulling the trigger on this deal how do you do that i mean how do you get someone to to break that
0: yeah i like well there's two things you know future and present so you know what is the worst thing that can happen let's talk this out you know what's the worst thing that can happen okay you make a bunch of money and you know you maybe get a huge IRS bill that sucks. Um, you know you don't know where to put it, so you put it in cash, and you know it loses a little money to inflation. Okay, that's that's a first world problem for sure. Um, you know what? You know what else? You know what else? What else? What else? People want your money. Yeah, people will want your money, um, but that's okay. We can deal with that. You know, you, they don't get your money until you tell them they get their money. So okay, we you know we'll talk that out, and they'll probably come to the point like. And then you know, one of the things is: Are you you know Are you having any of these problems right now? No. Okay. So, have you have you done this? Have you have you experienced any of these fears come true? No. Okay. So the worst thing that could happen is this, and none of these things have come true. So you know, we're losing a lot of energy, a lot of negative energy leaks here to things that have not happened, mm-hmm. that uh, are not happening. Um, you know, it's like, well, what is happening? What are the real problems that you're dealing with? Oh, you know, I'm working too much and I'm this, that, and the other. Okay, well, let's take that energy and put it in here. And then I also like to get people externally focused. It's very difficult to be fearful, um, scarcity-minded, or anxious if you are out focused on other people. I talk about this a lot in my book, the uh, the Unstoppable book, that, you know, if I ever do feel, you know, Depressed about business or you know, oh, man, you know, we're underperforming. I'm kind of in a downer mode. I'm like, wait a minute I get all these emails from people asking me to help them Why don't I go help them? and when I go and help people now I'm focused on their problems I'm not focused on my problems my fears my worries and I'm like, oh man look at all the <laughs> You know, I look at their problems and go man I'm glad I don't have that problem and I help right. them fix it yep. But I'm also glad I don't have that problem like my problems look pretty silly in comparison to some of these things. So that's, you know, the, the third thing is after you've looked at the future, after you've looked at the present, focus externally on helping other people and you can overcome a lot of these negatives very, very quickly.
1: That is some fucking amazing advice right there. I'm a Good. big, big believer right there in going out there, extending yourself. Even when you're scared shitless, if you can just guide someone in the right direction away from their fears, it does something so powerful for you, man. It it, it really does. It could change the ent- it could reframe your thought process one hundred percent on what you are being fearful on, man. That's good shit. Love it.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. In my book, I say you know if you sit there and stew, you are going to be way worse off than if you go out there and do. So don't sit there. Don't sit there and let the your mind race and your no. wheels. Spin and your anxiety engine rev. You know, you're saying, "Oh my goodness, what, what is going to happen? What is going to happen?" Because the very first time I had an anxiety attack, I spent about eight hours pacing back and forth a 400 square foot uh, bachelor apartment in front. <laughs> I, like I was like, "What's happening to me? Oh my gosh, am I going to yeah. die? I'm going to be found here." Well, like, dummy, if you keep pacing in here, that's when it's going to happen. Eventually, I gave up and I went to the um, to the emergency room. But it's like that was like you can't. If you just sit there, it's only going to get worse.
1: What's the most powerful thing you've ever done in your life?
0: You know what? So last year I went on safari in Africa. It was an amazing trip. We went up to Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe and my mm-hmm. friends were like all hyped up. There's this, there's this j- uh, cliff jump and it's not a bungee. It's a swing. So you, you jump off and it, it kind of catches you like a bungee, but it swings you out over the water. And I'm like, I'm not interested in doing that. So you guys have fun. And they all did it. And And they're like, "Are you sure you don't want to do it?" And I'm like, "No, I don't want to do it." And I'm wearing a "Man Up" T-shirt, Bedros's "Man Up" T-shirt, and I'm saying, "No, I don't (laughs) want to do this." So so hypocritical. And so then for the next, so we left. We left. I didn't do it for the next 24 hours. I had, I that was, it wasn't close to an anxiety attack, but I felt so hypocritical. I was like, had all these you know thoughts going through my head. You're an idiot. You know, Bedros is going to come here in 10 years with his son and. He's going to do this, and he you're not going to be able to, like, share and say, like, oh, I did it too. I'm like, that's how crazy I was thinking, you know? Right, and, right. And, and so fortunately, fortunately, the next day, we go to Victoria Falls, which is, like, the seventh natural wonder of the world. And and all the kids were with, they're, like, so bored of this. So they're like, hey, we want to go back to the zip line, which was right beside the swing. So we go back, and I, I go there. I just – I, I walk right past everybody. I go right up. I, you know, I buy my ticket for doing the thing. I go right to the thing. They go, where are you going? I go, I'm going and jumping. They go, are you jumping? And I go up. And um, have you had Tim Grover on the show? No, I have not. T- so Tim Grover is the author of this book, Relentless, which yeah. every man should read probably three times in his life. Every uh-huh. woman should read it three times, too. Uh, so I think in, in Tim Grover's book, one of the things that he teaches is don't think. Like when you're an expert, you know, don't think just do it don't think because you think yourself out of things so i'm like i get harnessed up i sure, walk to the edge sure. and i just jump i just jump and it was a very powerful moment for me because um you know it was a physical sensation of being free but it was also like hey listen that allowed me to overcome other things it was like hey if i can do this if i can just walk off of, you know a, it's 275 feet straight free fall and and i like to say you run out of scream because I jumped off and I yelled turbulence when I jumped off is a bit <laughs> of a joke because my program was called turbulence right. training back in the day, and so I jumped off. I yelled turbulence, and then I, and then you're like, oh my god, and you start screaming and you can't you can't because you're accelerating, and I've never done any parachuting or anything like you you can't comprehend what's going on, and you start screaming, but the jump is so long you run out of breath and you have to go ah. <gasps> Big deep breath in and then you start screaming again yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then it catches you the, and when it catches you at the bottom and you and you kind of go from straight down to like kind of like a, a, a curve, like a parabolic curve or I guess that's not maybe like whatever, you know, like uh, then you start swinging out over the water. You go, oh, it's such a freeing motion, uh, sensation and so it was, it was just a really great moment and that was probably one of the most interesting things I've done in the last, you know, five years. And it allowed me to really have a cool perspective on things and, and come back and take that into some of my other business-related ventures.
1: That's great, man. Great stuff right there. Love it. Love it.
0: Yeah. So if you ever go to Zimbabwe, you got to go and do that thing. It's, it's amazing.
1: <laughs> it sounds pretty pretty powerful right there, man. Good things. Hey, so let's talk a little bit about your your masterful access to dominate, I guess, for lack of a better word, Instagram. Right, Mm, you're you're, you're, you know a lot of people are, um, you know, believe that you are a freaking guru. um, And um, I listen to your podcast often, and and there's some good things there. Give us three tips, three things that we can that if someone's trying to start put their business on Instagram, um, give us three things that. You would recommend them immediately to do to get number one. I guess a good solid following base. Or let, let, I'm going to let you take over.
0: Sure. So I didn't start Instagram until February 15th, 2017. I didn't have an iPhone until 2017. Like I, I was using a 2010 BlackBerry. So, and I still have the BlackBerry. So my BlackBerry is almost 10 years old. But you know, I, so I'm I'm not really a techno type person. But as soon as I got on Instagram, I understood it. And so, the very first lesson is on your main feed, everything has to be valuable, purposeful, and shareable. It has to be valuable to the end user. So, uh, you know, I see a lot of pictures of people at a sports stadium with their arm around somebody. And hey, that's neat. You know, you and your dad went to the Georgia Dome for the first time ever. That's cool. It ain't helping your business, nobody cares. You're not going to get likes, you're not going to get comments, you're not going to get shares, and it's not purposeful. It's not moving people towards doing business with you. So it has to be valuable, has to be purposeful, and has to be shareable. So a picture, it can't – most of the time it should just be a picture. It should be a picture with text in it. So t- a short quote inside a picture. You see Bedros do a lot of this. I do a lot of this. Man, we get th- – you know, I get thousands of likes when I do that. So valuable, purposeful, shareable content on your Instagram. If it mm-hmm. doesn't pass through what I call a badass filter, if it doesn't make you look badass, don't put it on your Instagram page. Okay. And this is for business. And I only use. I don't use social media. I use business media. So I'm not on any social media to connect with friends.
1: Boom. If I want to connect that.
0: with friends, I connect with friends another way: text message or something. Yes. But I use. I use all like. I look at Facebook as my ABC, Instagram as my NBC, um, LinkedIn as my Fox News. You know, like, like I own these networks and yeah. that's how I look at all the socials. So that's the first thing. If you do that, you're going to start growing naturally. The other way to grow naturally on Instagram is to get other people with followings to tell people to follow you. So there's really only two ways to really gain real followers on Instagram valuable, purposeful, shareable content, and being recommended by other people. Even if they only have 100 followers, it's better than being recommended by nobody. So get recommended, get in photos with other people so that they tag you and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. You just need to to be manufacturing celebrity. That's what we're using Instagram for. Because when you manufacture celebrity, and all celebrity is manufactured, even movie star celebrity, Mm -hmm. when you become a celebrity, even if you're a celebrity in your town, everything in life becomes easier whether that's selling a product or whether that's getting a table at a busy restaurant on a Friday night in your hometown, if you have manufactured celebrity and it's you versus, you know, Joe, the plumber, you're getting the table. Yeah. And that's, that's just how the way world works. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. So that's, that's number one for your main feed. The thing, the next thing is to understand that the money is in the stories. So if you know, Instagram, there's the main feed where you see the stuff and then there's what's called stories, which are the circles at the top of your uh, when you're looking at Instagram, and and when there's a red circle around the circle, it means that somebody has put content in their stories, where you can upload 15 second videos or you can put uh, pictures. So if anybody's ever done email marketing, then you you generally know that when you do email marketing, you want to have a good subject line, you want to have a little bit of personality, you want to have a teaching tip, you want to give good value, and then maybe a little bit of social proof, like, hey, you know, Joe followed this tip, and he went and, you know, started selling a $1,000 worth of coaching a day when he used my Instagram stuff. Great. And then you finish off because you've earned the right to make a call to action because you've given great content, you've entertained people, and you can call it infotaining people by giving them mm-hmm. information in an entertaining fashion. Mm-hmm. And now at the end, it's like, hey, you know what, if this you know, short email was helpful, just imagine what I can do for you if you buy this program. Now, we take that same lesson mm-hmm. and we shift it over to Instagram. So we make about a minute or a 90-second video mm-hmm. and, and that's then chopped up into 15-second segments. And there's curiosity, there's a little bit of personality, there's a great teaching tip, a bit of social proof. And then we say, hey, listen, if this video is helpful, just send me a direct message down below or swipe up and you'll get access to it's of this, that, or the other thing that's going to help you do this, this, and this. Or, you know, buy my book or, you know, come to my event or whatever it is. And it's very, very simple. It's very simple. And so it's main feed, get lots of followers, then you get your followers to watch your stories. And then the third thing, most people can get to that point, but they mess up the call to action. They mess up the selling. And this goes back to, you know, some of the confidence stuff that we were talking about before. So man if somebody doesn't if somebody has no confidence because they don't know how to do something and most people don't know how to make the clothes so I give a very simple three-step call to action which is very strong and is formulaic and it works and it goes like this step number one is what tell them what they get because I see so many fitness influencers out there they post pictures of them and their shaker bottles and you know half naked and all this stuff and they're like oh, man I don't I don't make any money on Instagram I'm like you ever tell people what you actually do? And they're like, "No." They're like that's the problem. So the first step is what? Tell them what you get. If like, you know, I'm a nutri- Oh, by the way, I'm a nutrition coach. If you found that helpful, you know, I just taught you about, you know, what to eat at McDonald's to have a healthy meal under 800 calories. And if you found that helpful, you know, I actually have a 3-month coaching program where I help people lose uh, 10 to 20 pounds of belly fat. And and it's uh, customized for you. So that's step number 1. Oh, nice. now I know now I know what I can get from you. Great. Number 2 is tell them how to get it. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, "Okay, great, you have this thing. What do I do? Do I go to a website, you know, what you know. Okay, so if 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 you're interested in one of the last three spots, I only have three spots left and this is going out to thousands of people, just send me a direct message which is in the box below, send me a comment, send me a question and just say, "Hey, want more info or whatever." Or, you know, click the link in my bio or You know, send me an email and you can give me your email address or you can post your phone number on there, whatever. Okay, great. So they know what they can get. They know how to get it. And Here's the secret. They need to know why they need to do it now. Because one of our stupid human tricks, we have many stupid human tricks, but one of them is procrastination. So in most cases, well, here's a great example of procrastination. What day is Christmas. What's the date for Christmas next year?
1: Same same as always 25th. Yeah, same as always, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: When, when, when's the mall packed? The day before.
1: Oh yeah, the day before. That's <laughs> right.
0: Hey, hey guess what? I'm giving you a 365 day heads up. It's not like Easter, right? Easter is this yeah. holiday where it's like it might be in May one year, it's in February the next year. Right. But this, Christmas is December 25th every year. But our stupid human trick makes us wait till the last minute to go and buy presents. Sure. So so if if you say I have a coaching program, if you say I, here's how to get it, people will still not do anything because they'll be like, "Oh, I'll do it tomorrow." And so the the superhuman trick is procrastination. So the third step in this is telling people why they need to get it now. Why they need to get it now. There must be urgency. So we have easy ways of urgency. Like, you know, you for your event, you only have a certain number of spots at your event for the crucible. So you have like, "Hey, listen, we have 30 spots." 25 are gone. There's only five left. We have you know, this many people that watch the podcast. I don't want you to miss out. Great. Perfect. You also have time, which is Christmas, because, hey, yeah, I can buy a present on December 26th, but I'm going to look like a schmuck uh, on December 25th. Sure. So, so there's a time thing. But what if you don't have time, and what if you don't have a limited number? You can't make something up, but you can say this, and this is really killer. Listen. You're watching this video because you have a problem today. The problem's a 10 out of 10. You're also watching this video because you have motivation to solve this problem. And your motivation is a 10 out of 10. Now, tomorrow, if you don't take action today, your problem's gonna be bigger. You're gonna gain another pound. You're gonna lose another $100 in Facebook ads because you don't know what you're doing. But your motivation, when your problem goes from a 10 to 11 out of 10, your motivation's gonna go to a seven out of 10 because you're gonna be more frustrated. So if you don't take action today, things are only gonna be worse tomorrow. And this is 100% true, that the longer we wait to do anything in life, the less motivation we have to do it, and the next thing you know, we're waiting for January 1st again. So that's the third component of it. And when you have those three parts of the strong call to action, man, then all of a sudden business picks up and all, and you go, holy cow, this works. And I'll say one, th- one last thing on this is th- this is not Instagram specific. You can do the same thing on Facebook in a Facebook video. You can do the same thing on a LinkedIn video. There's not stories on LinkedIn, but you can do the same thing. You can do the same thing in email. This call to action works on stage. It works in podcasts. It works on phone calls. It just works everywhere. So don't think like, oh, I don't use Instagram. I don't even have an iPhone. No, it'll work for you in some area of life.
1: Masterful. Love that, man. Great advice. I love talking about that stuff. Yeah, man, that's good. I could see it in your eyes, man. You fucking light up. You're (laughs) like, yeah. Oh, you
0: asked me an Instagram question. (laughs)
1: Well, let me tell you. (laughs) That's good things, man. You know, you're a passionate dude. I like that about you, man. You, you're out there. I mean, you're saying it like it is. Um, there is nothing that you hold b- back. It looks like, man, you wear everything right in the cuff of your sleeve right there. And you, you know, you're, you're pretty much up front. You say it like it is. And that to me is a warrior minded man in my book, no doubt. Craig, man, tell people how they can follow you, um, and how to get into that, uh, mastermind that you and Beidro's, uh, put together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm old school. If you want to contact me, you can go, um, Email me at Craig at Godfather.com. Don't ask me how I got that, but it really is my email address. Uh, also follow me on Instagram at Real Craig Ballantyne. I answer all my direct messages myself, so that'd be cool. And then people, uh, if you want to learn more about the Empire uh, Mastermind that we have, let's start with the Empire Podcast.com. It's our show that Bedros and I have. I think we're like in the top 50 in the business in iTunes, but we do a podcast every week. We have them on YouTube and they're just, They're 20 minutes long. We go hardcore on like, hey, here's how to scale your business. There's no fluff and it's just me and him rapping. Sometimes he has guests on, but we really like, hey, he's super busy. I'm super busy. So it's like, hey, we know our our listeners are too. So 15 to 20 minutes, we will dive deep into something and help people build a business. So they'll get a ton of value and then they'll hear about the mastermind. And then we're also doing our Empire Summit, our first ever big event, August 16th and 17th in San Diego. Um, So just wait to hear more about that too.
1: Awesome. Great stuff, man. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the uh, links to your podcast and uh, to your um, Instagram on our show yep. notes and also on the website. So our men of war could go there and check you guys out for sure. Man, it's been That's an great. honor to have you on, man. Good stuff, man. Hey, this is-
0: this is a lot of fun, man. You, I always, I've always, i done literally over 300 podcasts uh, since I went on like the speaking book tour for, for my books. And I always say that the quality of the podcast is directly proportional to the questions asked. And clearly, you've done this before. There's a reason why you get so many downloads a month, and it's because of the great questions. So it was a lot of fun.
1: I appreciate you, man. Take care of yourself, okay? And we look forward to having you back for sure, man. Awesome. Boom, there you have it. What a great conversation with Craig Ballantyne. This guy is smooth. He speaks with passion, and he knows what he's talking about. He's been there and done that, and he's helping people out all across the world. Love it. Listen, I hope that you had some great takeaways like I did from this conversation, and certainly, man, start taking action. So important, right? It's great to listen to a podcast, but if you don't take action, it's worthless, just like money. If you don't use money, as Grant Cardone says, it's worthless. Same thing here, right? You listen to a podcast and you don't apply it into your life. It is worthless, my brothers. All right. So step it up a notch and make that change that you so badly want to make. Time to take action. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.